Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2022, and we will be chatting about the movies screening the week of Friday, September 23rd, eventually. And once again, in our open door policy, <laughs> we have a special guest in-house. Celebrity guest, even. Celebrity guest, my old pal, Tom Fowler. Hello! Hi, Tom. Hey. I've known Tom for so long that we were in high school before the internet. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. It makes me feel we are so ge- old. We're so damn Gen <laughs> The 60s, man. We went to, <laughs> we went to video stores. <laughs> man. We had Game Boys. Man, so some of the stories you've told has been with him then, like of yeah. your podcast stories over the years, you know. I was more of a satellite to that crew. I was, yeah. I was only ever with them every so often. Were you... I was trying desperately to be cool back then, <laughs> and it didn't. It, we didn't really reconnect <laughs> until after college. And yeah, that's when we yeah, got yeah. really tight. And then now he's a loyal Mayfair supporter. I am comes all the time for life. Yeah, and I was coming here all the time in high school as well. So I was just telling somebody the story of often when I came here in high school, I would say. I'm oh, going Tom's to the, yeah. <laughs> it's that guy. There he is. Hey, there's the hat. I would say I'm going to the Mayfair, but I wouldn't be saying I am going to Repo Man. I'm yeah, going yeah. to Dune. It'd just yeah. be like it's Saturday. I'm going to the Mayfair. Yeah, yeah. And that was my that was my shorthand with my parents too. They'd be like so, and I'd be like Mayfair. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> and that was that. And they wouldn't see me until eleven. You know. <laughs> so. And it's funny because like now you are a parent of a. God, near grown up in his he own just turned right. fifteen. Oh my Oof, god! Wow. And he's six foot two. Wow! So he so he'll be seven foot two. Yeah, something <laughs> oh like that. And he's still the thing is he still weighs like a hundred pounds. Yeah, he's but he's his feet thin. are bigger than mine, so he looks like a letter L. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, as a nerd, yes, raising a kid, yes, are you careful not to go? Here's all the nerd stuff to then push him into being a normal person. You're like, yeah, I want to give you nerd culture. But you're going to rebel against that? Well, the thing is, unlike when we went to school pre-internet, everything, and I mean everything, all of culture now is curated. Yes. To one degree or another. You don't wind up watching something that you don't plan to watch. Because like when we were kids, I don't know about you, but I spent many lonely Sunday afternoons watching El Wee Yost oh, yeah. Yeah. on, on <laughs> TVO and like just seeing whatever the hell. And I have this crazy vocabulary of movies that... No one else has ever seen because Elwee was showing them to me. That's not really a thing anymore beyond some god-awful YouTuber just rolling over to the next video kind of thing. Right. You know? So nightly viewing of anything. like We're now at a point where we watch something with him pretty much every night. Once or twice a week we have a movie night. The last movie I showed him was Sorcerer. Oh, good. good. So good. <laughs> yeah. so good. The last movie before that was Akira. I ran a Twitter poll. <laughs> and I was like, okay, is he going to watch Sorcerer, Akira, Robocop 2, oh. or Predator 3? Which one? <laughs> and everybody chose Akira, which I had forgotten. Graham's not a big fan of body horror. Ooh. Oh, good. <laughs> and I showed him like a big, long run of movies that... If I had thought, if I had spent more than five seconds considering them, I'd have remembered there was a hell of a lot of body horror in all of them. <laughs> so, but anyway, so kind of from the beginning, like when he was young, we showed him Star Wars, despecialized Star Wars, and various, you know, the, the nerd things that we wanted to at least give him a grounding on. 
and whether or not, I mean, I, I tried showing him Star Wars when he was four years old, which was how old I was, but the difference was I was in a movie theater. So he was a little kind of antsy about it, so we turned it off and watched something else. But six months later, I showed it to him again, and it was his favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. you know? So when we do, like, a family movie night, it's often either here's a thing that just came out, here's the new Marvel movie or thing that's streaming that is worthwhile to watch, or it's something that Monique and I feel kind of strongly about. Like, we showed him on an okay a little while ago. You yeah. know, when he was a little kid, he wanted to see... We showed him Princess Bride, and he, showed, he watched that a lot. And occasionally, he'll... At this stage, he'll be like, can we watch X again? Or for the first time, we're like, yeah. And, you know, we've been taking him to movies since he was born. The first movie he saw in a theater was Cloverfield. Good, good movie, though. <laughs> it, was a, it was one of those mommy and me things. Yeah. Man, he's seeing like, lots of good stuff, though. I'm like, everything you're naming is a total banger. So I'm like, man, he's doing great. But it's funny. So I got to meet Eric's dad recently because we had a little Western fest. Mm-hmm. And Eric's dad is a Western fan mm-hmm. the way I'm a Star Wars fan. And it was funny because I imagine you being like, Okay, Eric, before bed, read a couple chapters of your John Wayne biography. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or war films. Like, it's like the kind of stuff where, like, I'll like watching it with him, but yeah. on my own, I'm probably very unlikely to watch any of them. So it's like. Well, I mean, this is very much the thing. Like, we're trying to, as he's gotten older, if it's just like a night of the week or whatever, we'll just, you know, watch something. We'll all talk about it and democratically like to watch. Like, last night, we burnt through all of Lost Dolly. Okay. And oh, I am yeah. I am very dehydrated now. Yeah. Um, but you know, and that was that was kind of a group decision kind of thing. So he's got more kind of agency on what he wants to see. And like I said, and we were like I said, we were always taking him to movies. So basically he was born a month early because we went to an appointment with my wife's doctor. And at the end of it, Monique asked what sounded like a very innocent question. And we were going to go see the Simpsons movie later on that <laughs> afternoon. And she asked what she thought was a very innocent question. The doctor just kind of stared at her and went like, can you stick around another hour or <laughs> And she was like, sure. Uh, they did a test, and we did not leave the hospital without a baby. Oh, um, surprise. Your yeah. baby, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. our <laughs> baby, yeah. yeah. Six foot two, he's definitely yeah. ours. He's already uh, six two? This is insane. <laughs> yeah. So the family joke forever was that you're the reason we never saw the Simpsons movie. Um, But we were going to a lot of like mommy and me type movies. While Monique was off work before having Graham, we were hitting a lot of matinees. So we kept that going. And Monique was getting really frustrated by some of the programmers because it was always something with Catherine Zeta-Jones, <laughs> you know? And it was just something like that. And I talked to them one time. I was like, look, this is the second run. It was the rainbow in oh, Saint yeah. Laurent, right? So I talked to one of them after one of the movies once. And I was like, I think you might get more people coming to these if you program kind of a wider variety of films. And I know the Simpsons movie is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like, really want to see that yeah, one. I really, but... I, really, I really want to see that movie. And she just looked at me and in the most kind of condescending way <laughs> possible went like, well, we prefer to program movies that we think we like. Oh. And I was just like, Ooh. I don't know that you know what you're talking about man (laughs) because monique was going nuts she was like i cannot watch another Catherine set jones movie yeah and i think it was the next week was when they had programmed cloverfield and i think it was a mistake yeah (laughs) i think they they heard the name and they programmed that oh so that was the first movie at least we say it's his first movie i think i'm sure he'd been to several Catherine zeta jones movies before that yeah yeah, but i mean he didn't care he he had block he had his favorite toy it was a foam block and uh he just chewed on that and we were like yeah 
kill everybody. Woo. You know, uh, a little while later, we got to see the Simpsons movie finally. <laughs> Damn, what a journey. Yeah, 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 it really is. But anyway, from the, so basically from the beginning, we've, in the family, we've always had a culture of going to the movies. So we've always been in theaters. Graham was always a theater kid, and he was always a kid that he was able to sit down and watch a movie. Even from a baby, like he didn't scream his brains out. He and we were always re really good. If he if if something did happen, we were out. We weren't going to bother anybody else with any of this. We went to see a screening of Wally, thinking it was a mommy and me thing, and spread out his blanket. And we had a lot of people kind of giving us the weird eye. And I realized the theater was really filling up. And I was like, Oh, this is not a mommy and ah. me. <laughs> this is a real. But yeah, exactly. But he was fine, which was great. It meant that we didn't have to go to those anymore because a lot of times people would treat those as just like going to the coffee shop. We went to see, when we went to see um, Be Kind Rewind, there was a little clutch of women behind us with all their little baby carriers on the seats around them. And I think one of them was like two over, which was crazy. And they all had their cups of coffee and they were all just chatting away throughout the entire movie. And I was like, I'm not like confrontational. I probably should be more confrontational in situations like this, but I was just like, go somewhere else. You're not at the movies for your babies. You're at the movies for you. The reason we have these things is so that if they get fussy, nobody cares. Yeah. And you know, he loved the Hobbit movies when he was like five. Which is why the whole body horror thing confuses me. Because I'm like, you were cool with giant, horrific spiders trying to eat little people. But the ending of Ready or Not is not for you kind of thing. And, and he was like, yeah, but I like spiders. I was like, oh, God. Did he like Ready or Not up to that point, too? Because you're yeah. like, all right, yeah, well, it was, it was fine with that's 95% that. yeah. of a movie, so yeah, that's yeah. still pretty good. I think there's the age between him and us. My brother's 11 years younger than me, mm -hmm. and he has some friends who by all of their accounts, are very nice people, but in a movie-watching point of view, they can't watch a movie. Yeah. And I know that, that you can't broad-stroke that to be everybody who's 30, but these are, I call them kids because I've known them for so long, but it's like they have jobs, and some of them are married, and some of them are out there in the world, but they don't go to the cinema. And so I'm always happy, especially right now. So now we're not done with COVID, but we're moving in a certain direction. And Carlton is back for the first time in a couple right. of years. And I have really noticed the Carlton kids coming back. Yeah. and Laughing ironically and <laughs> <laughs> loving life. You know. but there was a young couple sitting behind Gwen and I just talking before the movie. Once the movie started, they were cool. They were going to be good customers because every slide that came up, they were like, oh, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. That's good, yeah. And another friend of mine kind of went like, oh, my God. But I was like, well, to be fair, they were 19 or 20. And a Charlie Chaplin thing came up, and the girl said, oh, I, I don't know who that is. But then I'm like, to be fair, when I was that age, I couldn't name, like, a vaudevillian, you know? <laughs> should have turned around and said, it's Robert Danage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's on. Iron Man. It's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen those folks coming back. So we just had the room screen for the first time in three years. Okay. And we essentially packed the place. Cool. And we were really unsure. We were like... Irony sells. And we were like, yeah. maybe the fad is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did an interview on CTV that morning, and I was joking with the host. I was like, I really like this better in Zoom time because the cliche, but I would wake up at 7.55 and roll out of bed and walk to my laptop and set up my microphone and be in like pajama bottoms right. and be able to do an interview. So I understand the quality is better and it's better mm -hmm. to do it in person. But So I went to do my first post kind of post covid interview about the room and it's funny talking to somebody about it who has no idea because 
it's just been part of my life for a decade. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm not a fan per se. <laughs> I'm a fan of the money. It yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But we had, it was like 286 people. And out of that, only 60 were members. So the big chunk was non-members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New people here for the first time. Right. But that's good because... If that age group is coming to the room, right, hopefully right, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, these Halloween movies are playing or the Saturday morning cartoons and whatever. So it's all good for business. Yes, I watch a movie at home sometimes, and it, but it's like anything else. It's like sometimes you go out for food. Mm-hmm. It's completely illogical to go out for food because you can just make it at home for a fraction of the price. Well, it, but uh, you're getting... you got to clean up. you got to clean up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. The cost of food. I mean, basically, the cost of eating at a restaurant for us at this stage is like, how much would how much you, would you pay somebody <laughs> to just clean up after we cook? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or it's like any time a band comes to town, it's fun to go see your favorite band, but you have heard all their music before. When we screen something like Army of Darkness, 75% of the crowd probably own it on Blu-ray yeah. or have seen it, but it's that experience yeah, exactly, of yeah. coming out. So yeah. I'm I'm glad to see the kids today still coming out to the movies. Yeah, and I think that's... Actually, I, I was about to say, I think that's a new wave of blah, blah, blah. But no, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I think, I think honestly, I think a lot of that is driven by college and university kids. Like, there yeah. is a, there's an experiential element to being away from home mm-hmm. and gathering to go and see things. Or just be, having the freedom to be like, you know what? Yeah. They're doing an art thing. Or they're doing a classic. Or they're doing a, right. a, a mm-hmm. thing thing that... You know, I've always heard about in a whether it's in a culty way or in a classic way or in a yeah. just a I want to I want to be smarter than other I want to seem smarter <laughs> yeah. than other people, so I'm gonna go see this Vim Vendors thing. Eric, were you a college kid coming here for the yeah, first time? That's yeah, because the, yeah, I went to Carleton too, and I remember yeah. like when you discovered this place being that close, yeah, like, yeah. the proximity, you could walk it in, I don't know, my legs are longer than others, <laughs> you know, but you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. And I always thought that was so cool. This is like my fortress of solitude, you know, I always say, but I was here for, uh, I did cinema on Saturday, and it mm-hmm. was interesting to see the mix, because it's like you get your half of your, you know, weirdo crowd that you're yeah. used to seeing, which I'm part of as well. But then seeing all those new students where you're like, I'm not good at people's ages, but I'm going to say first, maybe second year students. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. Like, it's it's such a difference to see that kind of crowd who's sort of coming out of their shell, maybe. I have no idea, but just, you know, from the vibe. And they're so into it. And, like, it's such a cool experience to have people, like, especially for a first time or early, coming to something like this, having a good time. People, like, they clap at the end, you know. And you're yeah. just like, it, it really gives you hope for cinemas. And know? I should, I mean, I should qualify, too, that when I say that the whole kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go see such and such a movie so I can seem smarter and more. <laughs> you're not wrong. Think, like, that was me for yeah. 20 years like that's the i'm not you know i did that all the way through high school i did that i wish i could have done well actually i did that in college but i had to do that i went to sheridan which around the school itself is just a ghost town like there's just nothing around there's just a suburb and some kind of squalid apartment buildings that we all lived in and that's it like there were a couple of video stores a horrible chinese restaurant that's it (laughs) luckily the video store that was there knew what they were doing <laughs> and they were like okay there's a bunch of college kids around we're gonna have the regular stuff and then we're also gonna have a huge kind of art cinema classics you know whatever kind of thing because that is a very again like i don't want to denigrate it, that is a very big part of finding out who you are when you're in college and mm-hmm. and whatever is just kind of go like okay what well, <laughs> i'm gonna find my limits <laughs> in cinema like am i willing to watch blue white and red 
all the way through in a triple bill. Yes, I would. Yeah. (laughs) When you're here watching a Carpenter movie and you see the kid in the hat, you're like, I see you, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now stop laughing so loud at every joke and just enjoy the film. But again, I mean, that's valid. That's a finding yourself kind of thing. Like We've all been there. Like I said on CTV, what I really take pride in in the Mayfair is that we have this reputation as a grindhouse cinema, but really, and I say this lovingly, mm-hmm. we're an old lady cinema that shows the room sometimes. Yeah. And <laughs> on any given day, we're showing something you could bring mom to. Yeah. And the craziest body horror movie you've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah, that exactly. you shouldn't bring his son to. No, and I loved, it was a few years back in, in the before times. And, you know, we're hanging in there, but it was back when crowds were a bit bigger. The 6.30 show was some Judy Dench drama. (laughs) And I remember this. The 9 o'clock show was a documentary about people who stick hooks through themselves and hang at circuses and freak shows and tattoo conventions and stuff. (laughs) And I am completely desensitized to fiction. Right. I could watch anything. Yeah, yeah. But... I actually worked and then had the opportunity to go see it some other night. But I so I just caught little blips of it. And I was like, oh, my God, no. And it was just like talking heads of very intelligent, nice mm-hmm. weirdos with lots of tattoos who hang on hooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they would show those <laughs> clips. So we had the old ladies leaving at 845. Yeah, yeah. And a lineup outside of 100 people that just looked like a casting yeah, like a call. Bunch, yeah, like a bunch of Cenobites outside. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, was, yeah. there was pinheads and Mohawks <laughs> and face yeah. tattoos. And I just, I love that. I was like, that is our yeah. business model. Yeah, they were probably right super nice people too. That's the yeah. best thing about yeah. it. They're like the yep. nicest crowd. Yeah, holding the doors. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, re- I remember being bummed out back when you became one of the co-owners of cinema. I was like, yeah. are you still going to be doing the double bills? And you're like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Instantly, no. <laughs> we need to make money. It totally, just for that moment, moment alone makes it all worth it (laughs) yeah and it really it does the heart good every time it just happened i just remember this so we had a private rental in on the weekend Mm -hmm. and it was a surprise birthday party cenobites (laughs) yeah nice pinheads 50,000th birthday (laughs) they were watching a movie and so i was just hanging around i was making some popcorn just giving a head start to the staff who's coming in later and somebody comes in and goes can I just poke my head in and show my wife the cinema? And I go, oh, well, there's a private rental screening. We're not open. And he very nicely goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, oh, but you can poke your head in. So he does. He comes back out and he said he hasn't been here in, God, he said 50 years. But he looked like if he was 70, he was a good looking 70. <laughs> but he said he hasn't been here in 50 years. He's back in town for whatever reason. And it blew his mind that he knew we were still here, mm-hmm. but he wanted to show his wife. And he just told a few stories of those, like, I came here and it was a quarter. Right. And we watched a triple bill of Westerns and Harryhausen movies. And you hear those stories and it's schmaltzy. Yeah. But I'm just like, wow, this place is something important. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And whether you're, I'm sure House of Targ, even though they're younger than us, gets those stories. Right, and I'm yeah. sure... That <laughs> I came know. here when it was Spanky's, <laughs> yeah. Spanky's Cabaret, oh, and uh, oh, I came in one day. I was Met wearing my wife. My, I was wearing I was wearing my We Feel Cracks shirt. Not much has which changed. Which is a thing I actually saw while I was queuing to come to the cinema in high school. Ah, good time, man. Those are different times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Two dudes walking into Spanky's with shirts that say We Feel Cracks. Oh God! Eric, I think they were like here? a masonry company. It, it writes itself. <laughs> yeah. Eric, what was here when you started going here? Uh, it, it was a bar. It was like a downstairs bar called like 
I'm thinking of Australia. Like there was some, I can't remember the name of it. Cause, but I remember like I was trying to Down like, under? Book, yeah, something like that. You know yeah. I mean? That would make sense. Cause yeah. it's underneath, but like I was trying to book a show there and then the guy, like nothing ever happened with it. And now it doesn't exist. So I don't yeah. feel that bad about that story. Still like that was just a thing. I never went there. I was just aware of it existing. It was, am I wrong in thinking it was a gay bar for a while I too? So. It's it? been yeah. so, and there's like, it's been a lot, that space has been used for a lot of things. It seems we've had no way of, collecting information before we all had cell phones <laughs> Pretty because much. you google mayfair theater ottawa and mm -hmm. we have a wikipedia page and there's two or three old photos that are in our slideshow yeah. one is cool because it's a it's a trolley car right right. one yeah. is when we were a porn theater mm -hmm. and it looks cool with the marquee and then you look close and you're like oh my i love how you flatten time there by saying yeah we, we yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> nicely done <laughs> but a lovely person when we were and we still are there's still this opportunity there to buy a name on a plaque that we have hanging in the cinema we've sold off all the seats we've sold off i think most of the poster boxes somebody bought a plaque that we put on the popcorn machine mm -hmm. although it's a different popcorn machine was gonna than say, was there a long time ago false advertising right. now but she said if i remember correctly that her grandma worked here in like the 50s or something like that and i said oh my god do you have any photos and she was like no yeah and oh, i would love photos but nobody walked around people took photos but you were a photographer yeah, yeah. now we could just snap photos all over well, the place even, i mean even when you weren't it's just one of those things it's like they're probably the not so good ones that are still in the envelope in somebody's attic somewhere yeah. mm -hmm. i was gonna do a comic years ago that took place the last year of the San Diego Comic-Con before it moved to the San Diego Convention Center. So back when it was up at the El Cortez or whatever. And for the life of me, I could not find any photos of it. And because of my weird ADHD brain, it just ground the project to a halt. Because <laughs> I was like, if it's not real, I can't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to know what that building looks like. you know. But it's just one of those things. It's like, I'm sure there's millions of photos. But they're not floating around. They're all in situ in the bottom of a shoebox in the back of somebody's closet because why would you yeah you know? and i know that you would think that somebody on a photography assignment or a write an essay about a local thing assignment someone when we were in high school would have come in and snapped some pictures for class but i never did it well no and i actually remember doing that kind of thing and Again, like when we were in high school, this was not a particularly desirable street corner. It was not a handsome yeah. area to take <laughs> pictures of, particularly with spankies across the street. Which, which um, blows my mind that Euclid, which is our neighbor, mm -hmm. had rich people houses on it then and yeah. has rich people houses on it now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that bizarre, not wrong side of the tracks, yeah. but just like rich and wrong side of the tracks just on top of each other. Yeah. But even, I mean, even if you go just one block further south and you're in an old Ottawa South yeah. kind of thing, and it's incredibly picaresque again. It's just it's something about these two blocks. I think they went up at a time. The Mayfair building itself is actually quite lovely. Right. But nothing around it is. No. You know, and I think it went up at a time when things were very brutalist. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And that was an extension beyond what old Ottawa South was, which is, you know, you get down a little bit further and you've got beautiful architecture of the old timey, you know, nice kind of Georgian looking buildings and things like that. And yeah, there's just the, I don't know if it's just like the bad luck of having a lot of ugly buildings around it, but there's just wasn't a lot of cause yeah. <laughs> to take those pictures. Yeah, you know? it's interesting. 
And I think Lansdowne probably killed a lot of it, too. The oh, Because yeah. that area, again, Lansdowne Park was ugly as crap. I mean, outside of the Cattle Castle, mm-hmm. all the rest of it was incredibly ugly. Yeah, just know? a big parking lot. Yeah, with a huge, weird dome yeah. thing and just a lot of iron. and That is built know. weird. Gwen yeah. and I went to see Steve Martin, Martin Short. Right in the before times. I guess this was oh, like, really? okay, like cool. was it fall 2019? Yeah, maybe? something like that. Yeah. And it's in the hockey stadium at Lansdowne. Okay. So they're on like the ice. What we once would have called the Civic Center. Civic Center. No longer allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not in great seats, but over our shoulder, the way the building is built, there's pigeons and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's gaps that just go outside. Yeah. And you're looking and Steve Martin and Martin Shorter there. And they should be in somewhere like the NAC, mm-hmm. but I think this is a fraction of the price, and their managers oh, yeah, probably yeah. went like, "Oh, that will save us this much yeah, money." Yeah, that's why the EY Center exists. Cause yeah, because this place was cheap, and they were like, "Nope, no more." But it's just, yeah, it's bizarre stuff like that. We've been neighbors with this place for so long, yeah, and now there's a Cineplex there, which mm-hmm. a lot of people smarter than us as business people were like, "Oh, you're dead," mm. but the great. It's a Wonderful Life part of the story is it did not kill us. Mm -hmm. It did not affect us. And if anything, made patrons more knowledgeable Mm -hmm. to be like, this will get us on track to our movies today. Are you getting Elvis? And we're like, we can't give you the 100% for sure, but we're very likely. And they'll say, oh, we'll wait to see it. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And I think, not to besmirch Cineplex, Mm -hmm. but I think we have a better shot of being here in 10 years than the multiplex down yeah, the street yeah. does. Which, and I am I have no problems besmirching okay, multiplex. Yes, I'm, yes. Not, I'm not speaking as any kind of voice of the Mayfair here. Yeah, yeah. I hate that building. I hate that theater. I hate I hate everything about it. The um, opinions expressed by Tom Fowler. Yeah, everything, everything about Lansdowne Lives enrages me. Yeah. Um, however, that multiplex would make for a great small convention center. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That, that area. Exactly. In a central thing where exactly. a lot of people could walk to and bike to. And yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Wow. If only there was some planning back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I will say, what we always say, before we run out of time, uh, <laughs> we're still going to talk about a, a Tom project before we leave. But as we were talking about some movies, let's talk about the movies. We have screening the week of Friday, September 23 for the many folks who listen in a timely manner. As I just mentioned, we have Elvis. Ah, there we go. The Baz Luhrmann epic. And we are screening a couple of classic Elvis movies, which is, I think, the first time the Mayfair has done that in a long time. I can't remember ever there being an Elvis movie on screen here. No, and it was some people were double billing it with cinema. They did Jailhouse Rock and then cinema, which was not like Jailhouse Rock at no. all. But <laughs> yeah. still, like that's a pretty cool back to. I tried to do it myself, but it was a little bit late. But yeah, like I didn't think I, the Elvis movie. I really enjoyed. I had no expectations. Right. I'm not an Elvis apologist or any kind of thing yeah. but i was just like as a spectacle it was an energy i mean it's baz Luhrmann, so you know you're getting lots of colors and quick and fast right in your face but it yeah. was it's an entertaining movie and the elvis the classic elvis movie we have this week is viva las vegas okay classic song too and we watched jailhouse rock mm. i didn't realize it's not a it's not a musical musical no and there's no credits. I was going to say as the credits roll. There's no credits. The end. Get out. Yeah. But I looked at Gwen and I was like, that movie was bonkers. Yeah. Like in the first three minutes, our hero, there's other ways to get a character into jail. Like, mm-hmm. oh, falsely accused. Oh, no, it was a car accident. He straight up murders a guy yep, in a yep, bar yep. fight. Oh, yep. shit. And that's one of the least 
unpleasant things he does? Yeah. Isn't he's really mean to women throughout these the were, movie? Yeah, they, they were <laughs> all those Elvis movies. They were barely written. Like oh, they were yeah. just like, we just need to, you know, this is a way for us to get more radio play for these songs. So you and will, you can see that we're going to do this song, this song, this song, this song, this song. You guy with a beret, make something up. Yeah, and that was that. You know, and it's before the music video where like you could cut out the part where he sings Jailhouse Rock. And if that was in 1981, that would be the music video. That's the exactly. only part yeah. I've seen is that quote-unquote music video. Right. I love them because it feels like time travel. Like watching yeah, yeah. an Elvis movie here <laughs> feels like time travel. And it is the thing like when film went extinct, sadly, a lot of people were like, it's the death of cinema. And it's not. If you're on a debate club about why digital is cool, holy cow, it looked good. The harsh reality is if we had a film print from 1957... It would be scratchy. There'd be scenes oh, missing. Yeah, yeah. This digital restoration looked fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, is like a lot of movies from around that period followed that. There was for a long, long time, because I don't know if it was as a result of the Elvis movies or what, but you would basically have, you would build a movie and would do whatever. But the way you would get financing, I believe, is that you would have like either a big or a soon to be big bunny ears, quote unquote live act perform a song in oh the yeah of the movie like there are so many of those movies often you'll find them on like riff tracks <laughs> yeah <laughs> something right like that. yeah funny but thing there, about that. yeah there are so many of those movies that all of a sudden there's like oh we're going to the concert and whoever shows up and is like all right everybody yeah. let's sing a song they do an entire song and has nothing to do with the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the plot whatsoever but it's there so, and we confirmed that Elvis played Ottawa in 57, yeah. which was kind of cool. We were kind of not sure last podcast. But yeah, so right so. around the time of Jailhouse Rock, he was here mm, playing awesome. at a theater that does not exist anymore. <laughs> Sadly. But that, when you Google, you find a lot of photos. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Typical. the local newspapers were taking pictures right, and, right, right, and that yeah. kind of thing. Our other classic movie this week, and it's, as I've said with our other Chaplin movies, we don't got to plug this. It's Charlie Chaplin. Come on. It's, so we're, well, if you're like, not what, first what year, you've heard of say? him. Like, we're playing modern times. Yeah. Charlie Chaplin made yeah. some movies. But again, like this is a movie, it came out around the time of the Mayfair, mm -hmm. which I always think is amazing that this would have been like a first run movie back in the mid thirties when it came out and we're showing it a long time later. And it looks better than ever. It's maybe it really better does, than it's yeah. ever looked yeah. here. Actually, probably. That was one of the quotes I pulled that I put on the website. Said, movie aside, this restoration is staggering. Very uh, cool. I might actually come to this one too. I don't know that I've actually seen Charlie Chaplin move any Charlie Chaplin oh, wow. movie all the way through. I saw this one, God, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. We had a little fest. I've seen a lot of Buster Keaton's. Then our Ottawa premiere this week is called God's Country. As I funnily sometimes do, I've been kind of avoiding it a bit because I do want to see it. It's with Tandy Newton. The trailer just looks like one of those movies. If you don't like Edge of Your Seat, <laughs> thrillers where your hero is in trouble through the whole movie mm -hmm. this is not for you she moves to a redneck town oh, yeah, it looks very stressful <laughs> yeah that's a bad start <laughs> you're just like oh that's a bad person that's yeah. a bad person but really good reviews looks really good but it is one of those if you don't like seeing a powerful woman be disrespected and yeah. threatened for 90 minutes that this is not the one but yeah. Bet you it comes out okay. It sounds like that Lovecraft country scene where they're trying to drive yeah. the sundown <laughs> towns or whatever. And it's like, oh, God. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> drive faster. Yes, yeah, too much. <laughs> and then finally this week, we have, I think this is funny because, so we have 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, George Miller. The new George Miller. I've seen it. Is there a guy with a more weird film <laughs> resume yeah. than George Miller? No. What a follow-up. he won an Oscar for the... 
family-friendly kid movie, Happy Feet. Yeah. Then he's got the I Mad Max. he got an Oscar for Babe as well. Then there's uh, the Babes. Then there's the Mad Maxes. Yeah. And then now he did a movie about a genie. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and the, the great thing about George Miller, too, is that he's not a journeyman director. Right. Like, he's an auteur. Yeah. Oh, so he's just chosen these... Pro- it's not just like this is... It's not like John Frankenheimer, where, like, a bunch of stuff just kind of drops in his lap, and he's like, all right, you know, kind of thing, and does either a very good movie or not a, so much. A so movie. The same thing yeah. with, like, Joe Sargent or, you know, a lot yeah. of these Or guys, Sam right? Raimi does a baseball yeah. movie, because yeah, he's like, like, yes, sure, sure. Exactly, like, Joe Sargent makes taking Pelham 1, 2, 3, then White Lightning, and then finishes off his career with Jaws 4. You know, like, it's, you know... It's, <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that. Argu- <laughs> arguably not the worst Jaws. Yeah. Arguable. I was just on another podcast talking about the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, and I actually drew I drew a line between it and Shin Godzilla, and I'd never been more proud of myself. <laughs> but no, I've seen 3,000 Years of Longing, and I can... I've tried to fall out of the habit of saying this is really good rather than I really enjoyed this, but I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Excellent. Uh, perfect. <laughs> if you Tom said it was would... bad, we would have cut you out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tom would never lie to you. No, it's, it's a great, great movie. And it kind of came, well, if you're not paying attention, it kind of came out of nowhere because there was a lot of buzz about another Mad Max movie, yeah, yeah. a Furiosa movie, and then this comes out, and I was like, oh, okay. And it just felt like the studio dumped it, too. For sure. It's like not... Like, awesome. I don't know when its multiplex release date was, but I think we've got it very fast. Two, three weeks ago. Is when exactly. Yeah, yeah it was pretty quick. Yeah. That's a good example that once upon a time, you look at old Mayfair schedules. I posted a few during lockdown just to have something to do, have something to talk about. And I think Batman say, like, you know, Batman came out May 89. Mm-hmm. And it is at the Mayfair in December 89, January yeah. 90. Yeah. So that's what it used to be. Now we're getting... A new movie from Oscar winner George Miller starring Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. within three, four weeks. And so the waiting period is way shorter now. I think it's a Warner Brothers movie, so it may also have fallen victim to the shakeup. Oh, interesting. Mm. So I don't know. I'm speculating. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do know that it deserved a lot more promotion. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like one of those ones that's like yeah. a little, it was split. Like some people loved it. Some people were just sort of like, oh, it's not what I expected it yeah. to be. So it's it, a good, it's a very different, it's very much in our house cinema. Like it feels like a Vim Vendors movie in a really weird kind of way, but it's still very much a, a ladder of Vim Vendors, but it's still very much a George Miller movie. So there's that lushness to it. Right. But it's got a very weird, wandery story that it's more of a thing. You get to the end of it and you're like, huh yeah you know like it's i like that like that's what i want i don't want a movie to tell me exactly what it is and it does not go in the direction you expect it to yeah yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it excellent and even though this one tanked seemingly i think now he'll get to go like uh okay i'll go do furiosa now yeah Uh, maybe oh perfect (laughs) cool so we've talked too long as we always do but i am holding in my hands a hot off the presses new comic yeah, I just got my comp copies yesterday. Oh, man. <laughs> Refrigerator. It looks, it's sealed and everything, sealed. too. Sealed. Look at that. You can't take it out of that. Because no, it's no. raining. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Refrigerator full of heads from the... Wait, is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, man. I thought you were just describing what you're looking at on the no, cover. No. That's well, even better. I, I am as well. It ah, is, okay. It is the sequel to Joe Hill's Basket Full of Heads. Oh, man. That's amazing. And it's... Yeah, he has his own... Hill House Comics via DC Comics, which yep. is so he has his own branch, his own yeah imprint at DC. Sweet. So this is Tom's latest comic book drawing efforts. Is it on the shelves now? It will be in mid October. Perfect for Halloween. And look at that, and he's got one in his hands right now. But I want you to read. I want you to read the last pull quote. Oh, the last pull quote. On the back quote. of the book. On the back of the book. I'm genuinely impressed. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite that gross in an American comic book before. 
DC internal approver. <laughs> <laughs> that was the standards department, yo. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number hilarious. four. And as soon as I found that out, I got on the horn with my editor. And was like, Andrea, can we use that as a pull quote? <laughs> she was like, let me see. And she literally went Columbo on every, on the entire department so she could get it Man, put in. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And to tie into our cinema theme, we yeah. screened horns. Mm-hmm. So we've been part of the Joe Hill family. Yep. And I said to Tom before we started. I came to see Creepshow while working on that book. Oh, yeah. Starring Joe Hill. It's so good. You're well, wearing your Creepshow Yeah, I'm literally yeah. wearing a Creepshow shirt now. I didn't even think of that. Made by Joe Hill's daddy. I've been guilty of not reading his stuff yet, but I want to because I like the movie stuff that oh, he's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. The Black Phone was so good. You like, can uh, deplasticize that. He started to. Bit. Yeah, we could do a little bit. Of, yeah, and then I made him read. You can tell he, he felt guilty, too, for a second. He's like, am I supposed to open it now? This is a shocking truth. But yeah. Josh doesn't know how to read. This is what I was wondering about. <laughs> it's a tragedy. He, he claims to be a writer, <laughs> but I don't know. Okay, now crinkle crinkle the plastic on Mike so we get a whole ASMR. Oh, this is nice. You're doing a real good that. job, buddy. Oh, the, oh, uh, it smells good. Really good. It's got like a weird, like, plasticky kind of cover what do you call that vellum it's a vellum cover underneath is one of the cover paintings and my buddy craig talfer helped me out on the inks for the two middle issues but the rest is all me baby oh man there's a guy getting his head chopped in half that's the page i found it (laughs) how did you find it that fast two people get their heads bisected on two different axes pun intended within three pages and he found the pages He's got that radar for gore. I think there's one page where three people get their heads blown into pieces. Man, you really you're hyping <laughs> this up on the right podcast. I had so much. I've never done. I've never really done horror. I mean, I suppose Books of Magic is urban urban sure. fantasy into horror kind of thing. But I've never really done horror horror. Yeah. Let alone splatter horror. And I had so much fun doing this because I, I think bet. I think the abstraction of doing a comic book means you can go a little bit further and get away with it. Yeah, definitely. Because then you just enter into kind of a weird... It enters almost into comedy. Not comedy. Unfunny comedy. Yeah. Like it's, it's about seeing if you can actually... You've heard the whole horror and comedy similarities. Yeah, for sure. They both elicit immediate responses. Right? Absolutely. But a comic by its very definition as you're reading something because it's a narrative you don't get the shock as much Mm -hmm. so it's a question of like seeing if you can get the shock yeah seeing if you can elicit that immediate reaction on a page in a way that you would get the same feeling from watching it on a screen kind of thing it's like a fun challenge i think there are a couple places where i I managed to do it and like challenging yourself to do that is so much fun there's a lot yeah there's a lot of red ink in there especially under Uh, a joe hill thing where you're like it's already someone who's so good at doing that and you're coming in and it should be challenging yourself i guess it should be added joe didn't write this one okay Uh, it was written by real ewers I'll go through the whole creative team. It was written by Rio Ewers, who's a British crime novelist who lives in Ooh. Aurora. I drew it sometimes with the help of my friend Craig Talfer, who's another local cartoonist, and it was colored by uh, Bill Crabtree. But Joe was kind of a first-past-the-post editor for all of it, so he informed the story. He worked mm-hmm. with Rio on shaping the story, yeah. and then I came in and worked with the two of them <laughs> on shaping the story a yeah. little bit more because I can't shut my mouth when it comes to <laughs> these things so yeah it was just a blast so yeah that's awesome coming out i'm going to be doing a signing in kingston the weekend of the 20 something okay i believe for the week that it comes out so everybody go out and buy a box of 50 yeah and yep. give yep. them out Please. on halloween it's vellum i don't know give, if we give them out like candy. need to bring that up again my wife will be so impressed she's like a paper conservators <laughs> <laughs> oh. various things oh yeah there's this guy on the podcast he has vellum cover like, oh, <laughs> yeah. tell me more about the vellum i wish honestly wish i were the one who was in charge of that but uh <laughs> it, it was to make it match the original book so it's just a fun throw-in for you in a yeah. way you're like yeah. it's just more fun 
I'm desperately looking through my calendar to find out when I'm going to be in Kingston. <laughs> I'll be there on the 22nd. 22nd. So it comes out on the 17th of October. Amazing. Excellent. Everyone go buy yeah. refrigerator full of heads from Hill House Comics slash DC Comics. And get the first one if you didn't have it already, obviously. Yeah, as many as possible. Yeah. Folks in Ottawa going to the Mayfair, you could walk across the street to Black Squirrel Books oh. and order it from Black Squirrel Books because awesome. they order new books as well as the cool old stuff that they have around. That's yeah. sweet. Cool. So we're going to wrap things up. Thanks for listening, everybody. We can be found at MayfairTheater.ca and all the social media places for up-to-the-minute listings of our movies. If you don't see a movie listed, that means we don't know. I promise you. <laughs> we get a lot of questions. Of They're people. still going to keep asking you. But they still. are. <laughs> but I'll try to keep making them not ask me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do that to Josh all the yeah. time, but yeah. I, have, I have the benefit of being able to do it in a text message. It's different. Yeah. You're allowed. You've earned that. Don't tell anyone that when you guys do it, I get to actually go to Lee and be like, oh, I actually haven't heard about this one. Yeah. And then wheels sometimes go yeah, in yeah. motion. Josh, my don't suck. My don't yeah. suck. <laughs> and we'll see you soon at the Mayfair to see cool movies on the big screen. Uh, can, I, can I plug my, uh, my socials? Yeah, do, do, it, it. do it. Uh, uh, Tom no, Fowler. too late. <laughs> that was all your time. Yeah. Tom Fowler bug and Tom Fowler art at Twitter and Instagram, respectively. Everyone go there. Do yeah. it. Man, it's funny. We had actual plugs like we were a real podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he still had to ask. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Did, we almost did. didn't let him do After it. After being assured I could plug anything I wanted by Josh earlier this I morning. Lie. Unbelievable. Liar. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Now we can show them how to watch secret movies after the podcast. Oh, God, don't tell Woo-hoo. It's the best time. <laughs>